everyone. Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 86th episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who have been laid off to COVID-19 an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. This is also my 47th episode in partnership with The Availist. And for this episode, we have Eugene Gao, who's most recently a senior copywriter at Gray. What's up, ma'am? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for making time early in the morning to hop on. <laughs> same same here. Maybe, uh, maybe just start off by telling everyone how you've been dealing with the last you know, 10, 11 months, where you're quarantining, and how you've mm -hmm. been busy. Yeah, um, well, I've been in the same place for the last 10, 11 months I've been in Queens, New York. Um, and, you know, I've been basically staying sane thanks to a mixture of uh, Korean dramas and baking. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, the fresh smell of bread and, you know, working out uh, stress by kneading definitely helps. <laughs> and have you been able to flex your creative muscles at all? Yeah, you know, I feel like it. It's funny, but like having um, being stuck inside for a while, I've really kind of, you know, taken to um, I've kind of picked up on photography once again, especially um, from my window. I've uh, kind of uh, named the neighborhood squirrels that live outside my window. And I was really, um, really horrified uh, one day when the parks, the parks people came and pruned the trees and drove them away. So I've been taking a lot of photos of them and birds and stuff like that. So, yeah. That's that's pretty much uh, one of the biggest things I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. As a writer, I love that you're you know taking photographs and working on some of that art you know skills. Maybe tell mm -hmm. everyone a little bit about yourself, how you ended up in advertising, where you've worked, and maybe some clients you've worked on. Yeah, um, so it's a bit of a, a journey. I was born and raised in Singapore, um, and I basically you know started interning in in advertising agencies, uh, like back home at Ogilvy. Um, and I was like, you know what, I want to be a creative, but I don't have a book. So ended up going to Miami at school. And once I graduated, I, you know, I was determined to find work in New York. So I basically uh, started out, I cut my teeth and I grew up as a creative at Translation, where, um, you know, I met a, a lot of, you know, really great people. It was a really diverse shop. And I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, there was a lot of sport, a lot of culture, lifestyle kind of accounts there. Um, you know, a lot of uh, basketball, actually. So I did a lot of work for the NBA, made indirect campaigns. Um, and, you know, that kind of bled into JBL, the headphone company that also kind of likes to bring in, you know, music and sports together. So we made a lot of branded content for them. Uh, but definitely the highlight there was kind of uh, working on a project for Nike uh, for Kevin Durant. Uh, after and that aired after the Warriors won uh, the NBA championships a few seasons ago, so that that was a, a big roller coaster. Um, and you know, eventually, we I really wanted to expand my book. I wanted to challenge myself uh, conceptually and in terms of craft. So I uh, went over to Gray, uh, where I was on the Volvo account. So that was you know very different um, from from what I was used to. Had to flex and bend and you know, just really grow as a writer because everything they they put out is like elevated, it's sophisticated, it's Swedish too. So there's a lot of kind of things you have to do to fit into the box of what that brand is. Um, but, you know, I think I definitely learned a lot. I had, I was surrounded by so many talented people and creative directors pushed me a lot. And, you know, I, I'm still very thankful for that. And um, yeah, it just reminded me that as a writer, craft is so important as well and 
sometimes, you know, when you make a lot of TV spots, kind of the craft of writing kind of gets uh, put in the wayside just a little bit. But, you know, I think it's definitely one of the things that I want to improve on and continue to grow as a writer is the craft. Yeah, totally. Do you like being in the, the sports and culture world like you are at Translation or you want to kind of, you know, get into other niche, you know, areas and play with different clients and brands? Yeah, it's a uh, it's pretty interesting because I'm I'm a sports fan, so so I always enjoy that, you know. Uh, but at the same time, I'm also wanting to kind of uh, expand my book in a few different ways, you know. Like now that I have the sports and culture, and I have some auto work in there, I'm trying to figure out like what's the next thing that will you know um, expand like my skill set. So I'm totally open to you know diving back into sports, but ideally like some something else like. I don't know, food, packaged goods, or something different would be nice to just round out um, my book. So that's that's basically what I'm looking for. Cool, my hey, dog, dog barking, so bring him, bring him in to silence him a little bit. <laughs> no worries. What would you no say worries. you're looking for in your next role? I would say, um, I guess I'll start with kind of, um, it's a place that puts people first. Um, I think a diversity is definitely important, um, being a person of color, uh, knowing that, you know, it's an environment filled with just good people, chill vibes. Um, that's definitely high on my list. Um, I think a, a close second, a very close second is a place that will allow me to kind of grow as a senior writer uh, and, you know, really help me to hone my craft, firstly, um, you know, strengthen those conceptual muscles. And I think also to, you know, kind of start to mentor juniors and manage like, um, you know, teams beneath me, like taking those baby steps into ACD level, you know? Um, so this year is all about consolidation and growth. Yeah. And from someone who went, you know, in the last year from a senior to an ACD, I think it is kind of just continuing to push those conceptual skills, but also now having, you know, maybe a junior team help out on some projects and really mentoring them and being there for them is, is really rewarding. And it, it makes you better too, which is really nice. Yeah. As you help them, you, you kind of refine your skills naturally on your own. Yeah. And, and I've definitely, you know, been in that boat as well. And I've always kind of looked back uh, on the people who, who helped me along the way. And, you know, it's funny because I, I reached out to my network, you know, people I might not have spoken to in five years who helped me along the way when I was a student and they're still there doing that for me. And I want to just be able to do that for juniors. You know, it's so important and it's just the right thing to do as a human being. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But do you have a favorite project that you've worked on? You yeah. Um, Iran project, but is it, is it that? Is there something else? I mean, I feel like that's the, that's the answer that I would default to. Um, I would say there's kind of two pieces of work that share the top spot. Um, obviously, the Nike project was a roller coaster. You know, I think it was kind of creatively and conceptually, it was really interesting how our editors brought it to life. Like, was really amazing. And you know, I think collaborating with a lot of insanely talented people helped push it there. But if anything, I think it's the kind of um, soft skills that you pick up along the way. Because, um, like, you know, it was one of those projects where it was a project where we had to pitch for. And then after the pitch, um, you know, surprisingly, we were quite surprised we won. 
Um, so a lot of processes, a lot of rolling with the punches, a lot of tenacity and, and resilience and bouncing back and uh, no pun intended, but, um, you know, <laughs> uh, a lot of that good stuff that, you know, so sometimes a, a piece of work is about the work, but there's also so, so much of the stuff that went on behind it really, um, you know, kind of makes it a whole experience. And that's one that I look back fondly on. Um, a close second would be the JBL work, uh, Sounds of the City, which was really fascinating because it, it's kind of a cultural and anthropological piece of work where you bring um, the fact that NBA players are not from the city they rep. <laughs> so they bring in all these influences from, from like Greece, for Giannis, he's from Greece. He brings that into Milwaukee, you know. And we, what we wanted to do is to create some a cultural artifact, uh, bring in uh, music together with sport um, for that city. So I think that that was very interesting. And as an anthropology major, that was kind of like a dream, you know. <laughs> yeah, really cool. I, I will say I'm extremely jealous of that Durant Nike spot. I've been a Durant fan since he was on Texas and on the Supersonics. You know, <laughs> I remember seeing that spot like it was yesterday after they won with the Warriors, and I was like, shit. Whoever did that, I am super jealous. So that was awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate what are some that. Of your, what are some of your better qualities? Oh, better qualities. Um, let's see. Um, well, uh, I think one of the better qualities is I'm bad at listing my better qualities. But, um, yeah, I'd say, you know, um, I bring a lot of uh, hard work. I think that's a little bit of a cliche, but, like, you know, I'm willing to – put in the hours and the shifts to make the work better. I, I feel like, you know, as long as it's making the work better and, you know, putting something out in the world that we're all proud of, that's great. Um, a sense of humor, I think, you know, when our backs are against the wall, you know, I feel like, you know, sense of humor is important. Um, and, you know, I feel like the next thing is that, you know, I, I really value empathy and compassion. Um, and, you know, I live by the mantra, don't be an asshole. And um, I feel like, you know, life's too short to, you know, just blow people off. Um, and we're all in this uh, together. And, you know, I feel like we should just treat each other as human beings. And let's, let's just be kind and make good work at the same time. So um, those are kind of the things that I, I feel like, you know, I bring to the table. Yeah, I think it's really important and, and you know, similar to you, something I kind of go by every day is just, just don't be an asshole. There's no, there's no time yeah. to be an asshole and there's no room in the industry. You know, when you're working late and staying, you know, getting up early, no one wants to be with someone who's annoying. You know, they just want to, you know, you all got to be collaborative, especially now with COVID. No one knows what everyone's going on, you know, at home. Yeah. So got to be nice to work with, make people's lives easier. And, you know, from there, you'll just kind of climb the ladder and continue, you know, escalating your career. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned it, but I feel like thanks to video calls, we actually kind of take a peek into everyone's personal life just a little bit. Uh, and I definitely enjoy a meeting at everyone's pets. And I have a cat. His name is Mullen. He's he's a he's a big goofball, and he loves to join in uh, to meetings and sometimes walk on the keyboard and type really cryptic messages. So, where where is he now? Got to see a little cat to dog. He's he's currently under the uh, coffee table, kind of just you know chilling. Uh, but he might make an appearance. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Are you looking for freelance or full time, whichever you can get at the moment? 
Uh, yeah, I'm looking for full time. So I've been, you know, just reaching out to my network and talking to a bunch of people. Um, but, you know, I feel like uh, full time is definitely like the way to go for me. Cool. And, you know, tell me a little bit about meeting Kyrie. I saw you posted uh, on your portfolio. <laughs> I got to hear about that. Saging the room. What was going on? Oh, man, that 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 was uh, that was nerve wracking. Um, I mean, it was media day. So all the press were there. Uh, I got, you know, the privilege and I was so, so lucky to be able to, you know, um, direct like pickup shoots and little like content pieces. So, so that was my part. Um, we had to do a pickup shoot for one of the, it was kind of like the season opener video that plays um, for the Nets. And yeah, all the media were there. They were literally all standing around me as I was, you know, just telling Kyrie to be like, all right, Kyrie. Thanks for doing this. Um, look, we're, we're making a video for the season opener. Energy is great. Got to get pumped. Um, so I'm just going to have you do a, a little ball handling skills, that kind of thing. And he was, you know, really professional about it. I mean, like, you know, like I knew he had the rest of the day where he had to do interviews and all that stuff. And like, you know, their management kind of going like he's got five minutes, get the shots you need in five minutes. <laughs> But, you know, he was a great guy, a uh, real professional. And I just enjoyed that, that kind of stuff, interacting with talent. Um, and, yeah, Kyrie was amazing, uh, you know, as are all the players that I've worked with, um, thankfully. Um, so, yeah, that, that was, you know, it was really nuts. And, like, all these kind of, like, the photographers are kind of scrutinizing and taking pictures of me directing Kyrie. That was uh, <laughs> that was nerve-wracking, to say the least. But, yeah, it's stuff I enjoy doing. I love it. I love interacting with talent and hopefully being a director someday. So that was a really nice, a nice day. That's awesome. Do you, so you one day want to maybe be a director? Tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it, it's a pipe dream I've had, right. For like years now, like, you know, want to be a filmmaker, I want to, you know, create sort of narrative driven stories, that kind of thing. Oh, hopefully with kind of like the, a POC type of uh, angle to it, or like something that I can bring in my heritage and my culture from Southeast Asia and blend it and to create something, you know, entirely new. I think that's really fascinating. Um, and I just love working with people. I love kind of, I'm, I'm quite an empathetic person. So I quite enjoy the directing process where, you know, I'm explaining or trying to inspire someone to, to, you know, feel something in a certain way or to see something that way. Um, but yeah, you know, it's a pipe dream and I'm definitely still um, trying to work through that cliche writer's block uh, when it comes to the screenplay, you know, <laughs> but I definitely have a couple of ideas cooking Google uh, Docs. Yeah, that's great. Have you had any experience, you know, wetting your feet in some, you know, producing, directing, you know, short films, anything outside of work? Yeah, um, I haven't done it. Um, recently but like you know uh in the early years of my career and before my career i kind of you know i made a couple of short films you know mainly for like short film competitions yeah. um i also helped out with like smaller freelance things like back home um i helped to to shoot and produce kind of like content for magazines and stuff so really just kind of um you know flexing my muscles and realizing that you know I mean, now that I look back on some of the stuff that I cut like <laughs> six six years ago, it's really embarrassing. But, you know, like, I feel like I'm not a George Lucas in that regard. and I'm not going to touch it uh, because it, it's a cultural 
artifact of its time. Uh, so yeah, uh, hopefully, you know, I, I get to do more of that stuff through work. And once I get, you know, a little more so, so sort of like time and confidence and building that network to just make stuff on my own. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. What do you do outside of work? Uh, you know, before the pandemic hit, I was, I, I was, and I still am a big tennis player. Um, I, I love to, you know, because I live in Queens, I get the sort of, I'm lucky enough to be able to play at the U at, at where the U S open is held. So, so I, I play there pretty often, but nowadays, you know, it's, it's like a lot of it's kind of like the baking, um, you know, like it's, it's funny, but like, I, I started off just, you know, being lazy about it and doing like the, oh, I don't want to need, I, I don't want to do all that stuff. Uh, I just want to have a loaf of bread to eat because I don't want to buy it, you know. Um, but nowadays, it, it's taken more of a an, an interest because I've been trying to veganize certain recipes. Uh, my fiance is vegan and, you know, there's so many like things that I feel like I want to share, especially like Brits. Um, with a Southeast Asian flavor or like an Asian type of bend to it, you know, and it has been really fun experimenting and veganizing those and trying to create something that we can all share, you know? So that's another thing I've been really getting into. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm jealous of your fiance. She gets all this delicious bread. Hey man. I mean, it's, it, it's all part of experimentation. So some, so some are better than others. That's, let's just say that. <laughs> I'm sure that's awesome. The last question for me is, do you have a dream? client brand agency that you're kind of dying to work for uh yeah i mean you know like ever since i was a, a student it's always been like widen's been up there for me um i feel like you know the, the kind of work they put out is just consistently brilliant and it's it's just a sign that you know um the culture is right like the the culture, like I believe that culture drives the work in a lot of places and, you know, that that place has a track record of excellence. I'm also fascinated by like the smaller, not smaller, but like more independent agencies, you know, I've kind of seen really interesting work um, coming out of like um, Lightning Orchard. Uh, I've seen interesting work coming out of Fig. So I feel like, you know, going to the sort of independent agency could, could be really interesting as well, just in terms of flexibility. Um, but yeah, I think I have to revert to my try my you know all time favorite of Widen. Awesome, I've heard that. Yeah. Heard that answer a few times already. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> one of, it's one of the best shops out there, so it totally makes sense. But also some of the smaller independent, you know, like Fig and other smaller agents are doing some great work now too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much for, for doing something like this, for hopping on early, for chatting with me. Really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, no, no, thank you so much. And I really appreciate you, you know, helping me out. And, you know, like this one, episode 86, it's insane. Like the amount of episodes that you've done, like what you're doing is really, really great. And, you know, I just think it's so kind. Uh, and yeah, I just want to say a big thank you. Appreciate it. Well, well, thanks for that and good luck. And what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, you know, like they can hit me up. Um, you can check out my work at eugenegal.com or just shoot me an email. Like I have all my contact on the um, Let's Get In Touch section. So yeah. Awesome. Take it from there. Yeah. Great. That's a wrap. The 86th right. episode of Bouncing Back. If you know anyone nice. they want to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry, 
and then shoot me an email at malow930 at gmail.com or check out the availlist.com. You can also check out all these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back in Advertising. Thanks a lot, ma'am. All right. Thank you so much.